A while back, my father-in-law posed this question over brunch. His name is Steve Kagan. And I have to be honest, the question seemed like it was part of some conspiracy theory. It was about a bridge, a big, famous bridge that he said was built in the totally wrong place. He saw that as very suspicious. All right, Steve, you remember when we went out to brunch here in New York City? I do. Do you remember you asked me a question about a bridge? About a bridge? About a bridge. No, I don't remember. I can't believe you don't remember. Oh, about the Tappan Zee Bridge. (laughs) The Tappan Zee Bridge, yeah. Do you remember what you said? I said that, to my knowledge, the Tappan Zee Bridge was built across the single widest point in the the entire uh, course of the Hudson River, which seemed bizarre to me because it seemed like it would add so much to construction costs. So there might be other motives. But when that bridge was built, which I think was when I was in high school, there was just lots of talk on the street about that this was just evidence of corruption, that the bridge should be built right at that particular spot. Do you remember what I said to you? I said, well, maybe there was a reason. Maybe they built it there because the river was shallowest where it was widest, so it made engineering sense. Yeah, you said something like that, and I always grant that. There may be lots of engineering reasons that I know nothing about. All right, so after we talked, I made one phone call, and then another, and then another, and then another. Since then, I've been trying to figure out the answer. Have you really? And I think I have the answer. What's the answer? Dun-dun-dun! Hello, and welcome to Planet Money. I'm David Kestenbaum. Today, the long, true answer to that short question involves a forensic engineer, the Statue of Liberty, and a governor who wanted to be an opera singer. Today's show is going to be a repeat because of the holidays, and we chose this one because there's been a new development. There's some news about the bridge, which we'll get to at the end. But first, here's the story from me and Jacob Goldstein. So the Tappan Zee Bridge, it's this very long bridge across the Hudson River, a little bit north of New York City. I've driven across it a bunch of times. You, I'm sure, have driven across it a bunch of times. It's, it's not some relic. It's this big, high-traffic bridge. After Steve posed that question, I looked at a map. Here, here's a map, Jacob. And it does look pretty ridiculous. The bridge is at one of the widest parts of the river. I mean, in fact, if the bridge had been built just slightly further south... It gets a lot narrower. It'd be much easier to build the bridge there. Yeah, you would never look at a map of the Hudson River and point to the spot where the Tappan Zee is and say, oh, yeah, let's build a bridge right here. <laughs> Remember, my idea was that maybe it made engineering sense to build it there. So one of my first calls was to an engineer. I found this guy, Robert Hintersteiner. He's a forensic engineer who lives near the bridge. And he said, yeah, come on up. I'll show you the bridge. I hadn't driven over the Tappan Zee in a few years. I was kind of excited to see it. See, this is the bridge here. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll just pull up there. We'll take a... You get yourself a feeling for it. Okay. So we get out. It's really windy. We're standing there on the banks of the Hudson River, looking up at this giant bridge. And up close, it seems even more absurd. We see the superstructure. That's all the steel work. That is a long bridge. 3.2 miles. <laughs> yes, it is. As an engineer, where would you build this bridge? Uh, personally, I would build it the narrowest point, <laughs> but not the longest point. <laughs> How narrow is the narrowest point? One mile. Hintersteiner told me that my idea that maybe it made engineering sense to build there 
It is just wrong. He says there is no engineering reason to build it here. It is, in fact, a really crappy place to build a bridge, especially such a long one. When you got a bridge that long, you can't just anchor it to the rock on either side of the river. you got to sink some supports down in the middle of the river. And it's pretty mucky down there. They had to do this tricky thing where you hold up the bridge in the middle on these floating supports. And Hintersteiner says there's even more alarming news about the bridge because of its length and the way it was built. It needs a lot of maintenance. In fact, now if it doesn't get some repairs eventually, it could collapse. It's going to happen, I figure, sometime 2021, July, something like that. July? That's pretty specific. July 14th? No, 30th. It's not a Friday night. <laughs> I'm just guessing. It's, it's, it's part of a novel I'm writing on it. Wait a minute, David. A novel, he says. I Like, I was with this guy, right? Forensic engineer. Okay, I totally believe him. But now it turns out he's a fiction writer. He's a guy who, who makes things up as a hobby for a living or something. Look, if everyone has one novel in him, this is his novel. This is a guy obsessed with the bridge who also wants to write a book. It's called The Tap and Z. My editor working on this is um, saying I have to change the title. I wrote 100 pages. They said I need three, 400 pages, so I'm rewriting the whole thing. And I have to put sex in it. I have to put violence. I have to put conspiracy. I have to do all this thing. In. But with, in laced in that is the history of the bridge. Talking to Hintersteiner made the Tappan Zee even more mysterious. Not only was it in the wrong place, but its location kind of sealed its fate. He points down the river. He says, look at the George Washington Bridge. That one, which is older than the Tappan Zee Bridge, it is doing fine because the river is just like a mile across. They anchored it in rock on both sides. The Tappan Zee is not in such good shape. If they built this at a narrower part of the river, would we be in this mess? No, due to the fact that they would hit solid rock. In calling around, I heard various conspiracy theories about why the bridge wasn't built somewhere more sensible. One was that Nelson Rockefeller didn't want it to spoil the view from his estate. That seems not to be true. To answer the question, I went to the one book, yes, a book, an actual book, 2,000 pages long, that I figure it's got to have the answer to this question in it. Oh, it's the Encyclopedia of New York State. This is Todd Ottman. He was assistant managing editor on the encyclopedia. He remembers when it came time to tackle the T's and the Tappan Zee entry, because he grew up in the area, and he'd always wondered about why the bridge seemed to be built in the wrong place. Always. Um Every day, actually, my bedroom window, as a teenager, I'd get up in the morning and there was the bridge. Um, why is it there at one of the widest points in the river? So you, you thought about that question. Oh, every, I mean, almost everyone brings this up when they're driving it over and who has some knowledge of the Hudson River. Like, why is it here? This seems insanity, you know. So the time came to write this encyclopedia entry, figure out the answer to this mystery, and they had a problem. We looked around who could write it. We couldn't find anybody. Um, but <laughs> but um, it's, a, it's a huge bridge. I mean, there aren't right. that many bridges, right? True, but we just <laughs> we couldn't find anybody. So Todd's boss turned to him and said, well, you do it. And Todd does what any historian would do. He starts to look back at some old newspaper articles. And when you read these old articles, you realize that the Tappan Zee Bridge was part of a much larger, very high-stakes project, the New York State Thruway, a long highway, hundreds of miles long. And at some point, it's got to cross the Hudson River. There's this critical crossing, and that is the Tappan Zee Bridge. This was a novel idea at the time, this new type of road that you could only get on and off of in certain places. I mean, this was a limited-access highway with no stoplights, that you could do high speeds on, that you had 
great, at least 1,000-foot sight distance. What we think of today as a modern highway, but back then, the idea that you could go that far without hitting an intersection or a traffic light, or you can just get up to speed and just keep driving, that was was sort of new and exciting. Yes, it didn't exist then. So this was revolutionary. And reading these old articles, the plot thickens, because it turns out there was a competing proposal to build a bridge at a much narrower spot just a few miles down the river. It was proposed by top bridge engineers with the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey, kind of an independent entity, the folks who ended up building the George Washington Bridge and the Lincoln Tunnel. But this proposal died a mysterious death. Death? Why death? Not just death. It was it was murder. I can tell you who did it. From the clippings, it was the governor, Thomas E. Dewey. Dewey, who was almost president of the U.S. Dewey from that famous wrong newspaper headline, Dewey Defeats Truman. Yeah, same guy. And Tappan Zee Bridge was actually part of this much larger project, the New York State Thruway. And today, you know what the name of the New York State Thruway is? It is the Governor Thomas E. Dewey Thruway. Got named after him. Here, I actually found some tape of Governor Dewey talking about it. Construction contracts totaling $415 million dollars. Oh, I should say this is Governor Dewey giving his annual address to the New York legislature back in 1954. In the summer of 1955, the throughway will span a new six-lane bridge across the Hudson River between Nyack and Terrytown and continue through Westchester County to the major Deegan Expressway in New York City. The completed throughway will be the world's greatest highway... He really sounds like a governor there. Yeah, Dewey was known for his voice. Actually, he started out wanting to be an opera singer. Governor was like a backup career option for him or something. Anyway, we know there was this proposal by the Port Authority to build a bridge at a narrow spot in the river, and for some reason, Governor Dewey killed it. Here, I found the New York Times article from 1950 when it happened. So at the top of the article, there are a bunch of headlines, you know, the way newspapers used to run headlines all down the page. And, and it's super dramatic. And so I'll just read through them. It goes, Port Body gives in on throughway span, accedes to Dewey's orders, and will let the bridge be built wherever his engineers say. Governor hints secret, implies war-born construction idea will be used, and says all will be known soon. It's like the Wizard of Oz, you know. I, I know I was a little over the top reading it there, but, like, it is over the top, right? All will be known soon. Can you imagine and, a headline today, like, Obama hints secret, says all will be known. Yeah. So as this article lays it out, what Governor Dewey is saying basically is, look, I'm killing that other bridge idea. We're going to build the bridge instead at a really wide part of the river. Don't worry about how much it's going to cost or the engineering challenges. I have a secret technology we're going to use. So this is the implies war-born construction idea will be used. Yeah, it's a, the part where they end up floating the middle of the bridge to support it. Most unique feature of the bridge is the use of huge underwater boxes, eight in number, which rest on the river bottom at mid-channel and serve as buoyant foundations to support about 70% of the bridge's dead weight. Hearing this tape does remind you that this little piece of history we're trying to run down, it did not happen so long ago. I mean, Thomas Dewey obviously died a while back, but I thought this whole thing is reason enough that there might be someone alive who knows the answer. I tracked down Thomas Dewey's son, but he had no idea. And then I heard about this historian who interviewed some of the key people involved in the bridge planning just before they died. The historian's name is Jim Doig. My name is Jim Doig, and I'm a professor uh, emeritus at uh, Princeton University and currently also teaching at Dartmouth College. Doig says the reason why the Tappan Zee Bridge was built where it was, it's about money. 
The bridge, remember, is the centerpiece of this giant throughway highway project. And the tolls on the Tappan Zee Bridge were going to raise a lot of money. And Dewey needed that money to help pay for the rest of the throughway for hundreds of miles of road. And here's the catch. If he had built the bridge further south, Dewey wouldn't have got that toll revenue because the Tappan Zee Bridge would have been in Port Authority territory. The Port Authority's territory, weirdly, is defined as a big circle centered around, what else? The Statue of Liberty. Within a 25-mile radius of the Statue of Liberty. So if I take a, like a, a protractor, like in a geometry class, and I stick the point into the Statue of Liberty on the map, and then That's I draw right. a circle 25 miles radius? That's right. It, it might hurt the statue a little bit, but yes, that would be a sacrifice worthwhile. Then you could see what the 25 miles are. Um, can, um, no, I'm, I'm picking the, the mic's really good. It picks up sort of paper shuffling. So oh, sorry. Yeah, that's again. the map. I'm oh, it's the map. Oh, <laughs> are you look? You have the map there. I have a map right here. That's right. Otherwise, I might not know any of this. You see. <laughs> can you put your finger on the Tappan Zee? Oh yes, easily. Okay, do it. Could you hear that? I could. And then, how far above the Port Authority of New York line is that? About half a mile. <laughs> it's right there. Oh, yes, very much right there. <laughs> they could have run that line a little lower, and then it would have been easy for Dewey to have a much narrower area for his bridge. But as it was, he was stuck with a three-mile bridge. He was definitely stuck with a three-mile bridge, unless he wanted to go to a four-mile bridge. So the reason Dewey puts the bridge in this ridiculous place is if he had put it in what seems like the rational place, a few miles south where the river is much narrower, it would have been a Port Authority bridge. The Port Authority would have gotten all the money from the tolls, and Dewey would not have had the money to build this freeway, this throughway, that he thought was really important for the future of New York. So, so in that way, I mean, within this sort of crazy set of rules that Dewey was operating under, this for him was a rational choice. I should say this story about the bridge, it was one of the ones that was floating around out there, but I, I could not find a real reliable source for it until I talked to Jim Doig. And this story that you just heard is the story I told Steve Kagan, who started all this. Remember, he thought it was corruption, and I thought there might be some engineering reason. I feel vindicated. <laughs> yes, I think you won. It was not an engineering issue, certainly. And I feel vindicated in the sense that yeah, that it wasn't built there because it was a good place to build the bridge. That seems pretty obvious. <laughs> I don't quite know who to be angry at, though, or who to blame. Well, can something be a bad idea even if there's nobody to blame for it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the folder I'll put this one in. A bad idea, but we don't know who to blame for it. That's probably a pretty big folder in the folder of life, huh? Of bad ideas but where there's no one <laughs> yeah. to actually blame. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> I sort of like that. The latest on the Tappan Zee Bridge is that it is finally getting replaced at substantial cost. That's in part because of its enormous length. The grand total now looks like it will be close to $4 billion. Special thanks today to the librarians at the University of Rochester Department of Rare Books Special Collections who found the audio of Thomas Dewey from the Thomas E. Dewey Papers Collection there. Let us know what you think of the show today. If you have a favorite story about a bridge or a road or a building that seems to be built in the wrong place, we'd love to hear from you. You can send us email, planetmoney at npr.org. 
or leave us a comment on the blog at npr.org slash money. We'll post a map there where you can see that, yes, in fact, the Tappan Zee Bridge is at one of the widest spots on the Hudson River. I'm Jacob Goldstein. And I'm David Kestenbaum. Thank you for listening. Realize